Hello, and welcome to another episode of Screen Bites, our thought leader series where we learn from industry experts about the latest trends and challenges from across the conversion TV space. I'm your host, Michael Beach. Well, welcome to another edition of our Screen Bites uh, interview series where we're talking to the, the leaders in the conversion TV space. Uh, today, we are uh, honored and very lucky to have uh, Bill Levesque, uh, CEO from Comscore, join us. Bill, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Michael. Excellent. Well, we'd like to start this off with a with an icebreaker. Um, we ask everyone, you know, what was your first job and, and what lessons did you take away from that that have kind of prepared you for today? My first job was actually at nine years old delivering newspapers. Um, and uh, I did that in Chicago. And it was uh, the best learning experience that took me through my entire life, that the importance of making sure that customers were completely satisfied. So when I would collect my route on Friday in the middle of February, where I'd pull my gloves off and uh, my hands would be frozen, uh, that you would get a tip if the people had dry newspapers. Not much has changed, uh, but everything has obviously changed in our lives since then. It's about making sure you have a great product and great customer service. Yeah, I'm sure the Lake Michigan uh, winners weren't too friendly to, uh, to you back then. They were not. <laughs> but, but those of us who survive it do just fine. Absolutely. What, uh, you know, how did you get your start in the conversion TV space? Well, it, it actually uh, started uh, while, while I was in college. Uh, I, I took ratings classes uh, while I was at the university and uh, became actually very interested. Shortly after uh, college, uh, I joined the Arbitron company uh, when Arbitron was measuring the radio uh, industry. Uh, I rose through the ranks there and developed a keen interest on media measurement. and. Uh, for the last 40 years, I spent focused on building services around media that help customers target uh, what they do. And uh, I'm proud of what we've built at Comscore, helping advertisers, ad agencies, and all media companies figure out how to use all the screens that we have available to us as uh, one heck of an ad medium. Yeah, and obviously the space has been going through you know, a tremendous amount of change for you know you know decades. I think it's all you know always evolving, and you know Comscore has been in the middle of that since uh, you know since its birth. But you know, what have you you know what's the biggest change that you've seen in, in recent years, and and kind of you know how how has uh, Comscore adapted to that change? Right, uh, the change is actually all the screens converging. Um, the difference between linear TV and streaming TV and uh, PVOD, AVOD, whatever uh, the pundits want to call it, uh, it's all merged. And it's merged through the remote controls in our houses. And uh, I don't believe that we're looking any longer on what's on Netflix, what's on Amazon, what's on channel 610, et cetera. HBO Showtime, uh, we're looking for programs. So when I go to my remote control, I use the voice activation uh, to tell the, the remote what I want to watch. And it finds it regardless of the platform that it's on. So I guess what I'm saying is the consumer is becoming agnostic to the platform. I think we're also becoming more sensitive to the price we pay for our entertainment. Uh, more than ever before. 
Yeah, absolutely amazing the, you know, the amount of value you get today out of a you know, $13 Netflix subscription or a $7 you know, Disney Plus and uh, you're just thinking about the, your recent state of the OTT report, which you know, is you know, pretty much a standard. I think we, we cover it every time you release it. But just watching that share of time and, and thinking about how much value the, the consumer is getting from services like that versus even one or two years ago is pretty incredible. Right, but, but, but in that change, Michael, it leads to enormous opportunity. So if you think about a world where so many consumers that are great purchasers or potential purchasers of products, if they're spending a disproportionate amount of time on non-ad supported entertainment, the entertainment that they do spend time on that's ad supported becomes more valuable. And, and that's a piece of the puzzle that Comscore has filled in, is helping folks understand a heavy Netflix, Amazon viewer, where can I reach them to inform them about a product? Um, where are those heavy viewers of non-ad supported watching? Conventional wisdom says it's in live sports and news, but there's a lot more than that. Uh, consumers watch a lot of shows that are on traditional broadcast uh, and traditional cable TV. And I believe that we're entering a space now with the convergence of these screens where if you have an ad-supported platform and you're selling a world of impressions, and who are those impressions? Who are the people behind them? What type of products do they have currently own? Uh, where are they in the purchase cycle? Meaning, how old is their car? Uh, are, is their lease coming up for renewal in the next year to six months? Uh, how do I reach them on what specific shows? So the technology is changing very quickly to give all both the buyers and the sellers to have a lot better tools than we did just a few years ago. And I think that's the result of how you approach the measurement of this complicated consumer. Um, we've taken the approach of measuring a consumer by a census, uh, and that's got to be the building blocks, the DNA. So uh, when it comes to TV, we approach it from the point of view of having all the connected homes, whether it be satellite, telco, or cable. And someone who doesn't have that, how we fill it in with connected TVs. And how that then integrates to what we do on uh, online. Because folks go online to their computer and pop in, uh, possibly CBS All Access, and watch a show there. How does that relate to their viewing on their larger TV screen, whether it be in their family room, living room, uh, or bedrooms? Absolutely, and you know, as that you know consumption changes and the you know the media dollars kind of follow, what's one kind of upcoming development that you're most excited about? Uh, I'm most excited about what we're doing with local cross-platform, where um, I, I think local television is entering a renaissance uh, as we're shopping more online. Um, you know, retailers are pivoting to their own online strategy locally. Um, and, you know, we're entering, uh, I think, coming out of the pandemic, an acceleration where every merchant is competing with Amazon and Walmart in this world. And how you reach those folks economically is a key piece. 
we know that video sells products. You know, the largest and most valuable company in the world, Apple, when they have a new device, they're using television to induce us to want that product. Hey, for years, my entire life, I wore a mechanical watch. I liked it. Um, I think it was an expression of my personality. The first time I saw an ad for an Apple Watch, I thought that was the silliest idea that I ever saw. And as time marched on, and the TV ad started to convince me of the things I could do besides telling time with it, including understanding my heart rate, uh, and things like that, and being an extension of the phone. I don't know how I would live now without having my Apple Watch. It's now become part of who I am. It's become part of how I live. Uh, it's how I answer phone calls. It's how I see I get texts. Um, and it, it is my conscience on trying to keep me healthy. Uh, it's been an amazing device, and even what you know, what could come from something like that, you know, the health effects alone could be incredible. Right, and, and I think one of the stories here about uh, television advertising is that a company that has access to any marketing capability it has, it relies on the broad reach of television to get that message out. And in a highly fractionalized world, you have to have all the pieces, but you also have to understand what is the duplicated or unduplicated reach that you have with these schedules. So you're not reaching the same person over and over again. You're reaching a wide audience and then you're increasing the frequency against those who are going to buy immediately or very soon. So the technology is keeping up with this uh, uh, big consumer trend that we see there. Yeah, and it kind of, you know, a you know, big bet for our company is the, you know, we call it the rise of the, of the cross-screen you know, video buyer. You know, we look at a future where, the, you know, the buyer will be, you know, you know they'll, they'll just be a video buyer. They won't be a TV buyer, you know, a digital buyer. And, and we kind of see the, the sell side reacting to that. And that, to your point earlier about local, you know, you, you might have been a local TV you know, station group that, you know, 100% of your business was linear. Well, that's morphing to, you know, some digital, some streaming, uh, probably a lot of data-driven linear is probably the biggest opportunity that you have to, to price your, your inventory at the you know, impression level against the target. Um, you know, what do you see is, you know, we still run into silos out there. Um, what do you think is probably, the, you know, one or two things that could have the biggest impact on kind of knocking the silos down, both on the, the buy side and the sell side? Well, I think the pandemic did that for us, Michael, is um, uh, it's easy to leave silos up when companies say, well, this person has these skills, that person has those skills, and let's figure out those folks working together. When you went through such an economic shock that we went through globally, uh, I think those silos are getting knocked down out of necessity, that where uh, you're looking, companies are looking for efficiencies, and you know, they want one person to do those things, not because of a want, it's actually expressed of a need. And I think we're entering a period of productivity uh, that we have never seen before. Usually when we come out of disasters, as we clearly have been, and I, I believe that we see light at the end of the tunnel, 
I think the lingering effect is going to be a jump of productivity, just like we're doing now with our Zoom call. Um, you know, a year ago, I, I, we may be having this interview in person. When I was in our rest in office, I would have stopped over. Uh, the ability to do this from a technology standpoint, you know, just squeezes so much money out of the economy. I don't have to pay for that airfare uh, or the Uber going over to your office or you coming to our office. And uh, I think that's just a tiny little example of the productivity gains. And when I speak to my peers in the business, whether it's on the buy side or the sell side, there is this quest of increased productivity and that's breaking down the silos. And I think when we look a year from now backwards, we'll see that that was one of the positive things that have happened out of the uh, pandemic. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to believe it's only been six months, but just you know, so much has changed. And uh, yeah, I think the, you know, there's a lot of positive that's going to come out of this with, you know, how we, how we structure our businesses and, um, you know, I think a lot for us to be excited about. Uh, you know, one area to kind of key off, I know recently, uh, you know, you announced a partnership with LiveRamp. Would you kind of mind walking, you know, through this and kind of how you see it impacting the industry? Right. Uh, LiveRamp is an excellent company. Um, and uh, what LiveRamp has created on the outcome-based uh, measurement is something that taking our census approach to measuring the consumer, whether it be on television or on digital, and with their relationship that they have with the brands, and also what they have in this safe, secure environment, becomes the perfect company to partner with. So taking our data assets merged with uh, their assets and their distribution, we think helps speed up this uh, mega trend into outcome-based buying and selling. Um, and we've always had outcome-based buying and selling. You know, back when I, you know, you asked me a first question, my first job, and that was as a newspaper boy. But what I was actually doing was delivering ads to everyone's house and we were disguising it as a newspaper, right? And, uh, and those ads were targeted by neighborhood, right? Uh, and whether those advertisers kept advertising were a result of whether they saw increased sales when they ran ads. And that same environment exists today, but there's a hyper focus on making sure that we can measure those outcomes. And we'll see more and more of that. And as opposed to building it ourselves, um, we decided to partner with a, a really fine company with a fine group of people. Excellent. Yeah, a lot, lot to be excited about there. I think the um, you know identity and the you know kind of attribution and business outcomes combined with the you know media measurement could be a real game changer. Well, I appreciate your time. We just got one one last question to to kind of wrap it up. If you could get your entire team uh, to read a single book during this environment, what, what book would that be? You know, it would be a book that's probably, it's very old at this point, uh, but I think it's also very new. It's called The 22 Mutable Laws of Marketing. It was written by Trout and Reese a long time ago. And it talks about the very simple principles of marketing. And I urge everyone to get a copy online uh, on their device that they read. Um, and their preachings of a long time ago, decades ago, 
uh, I think are very uh, current today on how we do more, how we move markets with less, and how we should think about positioning and advertising. Love it. Great recommendation. And I'm sure our community will uh, you go on Amazon, search that out. Um, Bill, I appreciate your time today. Again, it was a you know great honor to have you on the on the the interview here and I uh, wish you the best of luck moving forward. I thank you and best of luck to you and your team. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Screen Bites. I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. You can find out more about CrossGreen Media at crossgreenmedia.com. And please don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter, Stay to the Screens. You can find us on social media at CrossGreen Media. Join us next time for more insights and analysis straight from the experts.